Hello and welcome to episode 352 of Fergo and the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRLP. And join me as always, it's the Glorious League Freak. You can also find on Twitter at League Freak. How you going there, mate? Pretty good. Grand final day, hey? Yeah, it's, it's finally upon us. Um, let's get the uh, the really irritating terms out of the way. The big dance. The big one. Um, what else is there? The, uh, I fi- you, you know, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. The uh, you NRL, know, NRL commentators, they find one cliche and they go, let's just abuse the fuck out of that for as long as we can. The only other thing that we could have done is we could have explained rugby league like everybody that watches it has never seen it before, which is what Ray Warren does, or start saying like, welcoming everyone that's watching from England and blah, blah, blah. And it's like they can watch during the week too. Like, you know that, don't you? But anyway, yeah. it's going to be interesting to hear what the commentary is like. It'll be shit mostly. Terrible, terrible. I just hope they don't have Phil Gould on the main commentary, you know, because... Well, he'll ruin the ending. <laughs> 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 Fucking spoiler alert, Gould. He'll be telling us that everyone's tired after 10 minutes. Yep. And, and how big a game this is. Yeah, how the next next score is really important. Yep. Yeah, uh, that's, that's good. And speaking of speaking of um, premonitions of what's going to happen, mm-hmm. we figured instead of doing a preview, we're going to kind of just predict what's going to happen in this one. What do you reckon? Yeah, it sounds good. It sounds good. Well, what are some of the things you're looking forward to seeing in this game? Um. South edge defenders trying to stop Brian Tuo from making 200 metres. It's going to be an interesting one because they did pretty well in that first finals game when they beat Penrith. Um, they couldn't stop him, but they slowed him a little bit. But he was carrying that injury still. He had a week off. He come back. He was really good last week. I don't um, know why, though, they kept kicking to him. Like, if you want to take him out of the game, don't kick to his wing. That's where, you know, at least three quarters of his run metres are coming from are his kick returns. Well, you know, if I was thinking about the kicking game against Penrith, I would just always kick to Dylan Edwards. Well, yeah. Because he doesn't break the line. He's not somebody that runs the ball back and the opposition has to worry about him. So, and yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, and, and To'o can break the line and he can mess up your forwards, you know. I mean, how many forwards have we seen him knock out? Just yeah. bring the ball back. So, yeah, but th- look, they did a pretty good job in the first game, but I think it's going to be a little bit different in this one. Um, I, kn- I know one of the things I'm looking forward to seeing is just Cody Walker's overall game. You know, they're going to attack down that left-hand side uh, that is just lethal for Souths. and But I think that he's going to get a lot of traffic sent his way as well. And I think he'll have a great game. Like, it, he's he's a great player. But it's I think that a lot depends on how well he plays and how well the uh, Damien Cook plays and South Forward Pack. Because South Forward Pack really stepped up in that last finals game that they won. And they're going to have to step up again, I think. Because I, I think this Panthers Pack is defensively at least really on form. Oh, Absolutely. I think, too, Penrith need to make sure that their back rowers are running either as a decoy or taking hit-ups and running at the um, south halves mm-hmm. every opportunity they've got. Make What's, them work in defence. It will gas them when it comes to attack. Yeah, and like Adam Reynolds, uh, I mean, kick out should just run at Adam Reynolds all night. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. You know, Reynolds is a pretty handy player. But it's just a physics thing. Like, kick out so big, you can run over a forward if he really gets his mind to it. Um, but, yeah, it's that that's the thing. South played so well in that first finals game when they beat Penrith. 
And I think it really, it's going to be a big lesson for Penrith. And we're going to basically see if they learnt their lesson. And, And that's what's so cool. The other interesting thing for me is that Penrith was here last year. And not too many of the South players have grand final experience. So it's going to be interesting to see how that sort of lines up as well. Because South are the much more experienced team. But Penrith, their grand final experience is with Penrith. Do you think they'll stick with the whole Capewell Martin in the second row thing? As they have done all finals for Penrith. Um, Because it wasn't the overwhelming success that they wanted it to be against South the first time around, but it's been pretty reliable since then. Do you stick with it or do you change it the second time around? That's a good question because they give you mobility, which is huge. But part of me wonders if you want to have just size and battering rams, you know, Um, because South really, they, they handled them in that first match of the finals. And I think it's, I think it's fair to say Panthers have the better pack overall and it shouldn't have been like that. So I guess we'll wait and see. Like the way that their defense is playing, you'd you'd be really hard pressed to mess that up. Like you wouldn't want to break that combination up. I don't think. No, um, I agree. It's, it's going to be interesting though, because that's, I think an awful lot's going to hinge on that, that, not quite the Ellis Corridor, but in that region of the of the field, mm. a lot of the game is going to be played out there. Like that's where the the points for both sides is going to come from. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's the way I feel too. And it's like, you know, in the middle of the field, I'm worried about uh, Damian Cook because he like the Panthers line is so straight and it's so disciplined that there's not really too much staggering of the defensive line. And if Damian Cook gets through, he's through. He's completely through the line. Um, but Penrith's defence has been fantastic. I think that if if you look at all of the, the dangerous players that we're thinking are going to rip the game open, as you say, they're in the Ellis Corridor, and it's kind of interesting that that's where the game's going to be won and lost, eh? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think, too, another thing that Penrith might do is they might, I think they might have uh, Yo a little bit tighter and more in the middle to try and stop Cook from getting away too much. Yeah. Because he's very good laterally in defence. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think that might be something they'll look at doing there, which will allow maybe Fisher-Harris to be just a tad wider. Yeah. Which, yeah. which could um could be a good idea too in defence. Yeah. Add a bit well, of size I, out the side there and try and force South to go even further wide early. Yeah. Sort of play, you know, expose their hand early, you know, before the defence gets there to make it easier for the, the Panthers to defend against, so to speak. I think in attack for Penrith, I think Isaiah Yo is maybe their key player because when Cleary's got the ball, he acts as a little bit of a go-between sometimes between Cleary and the forwards and just the back line in general. He can almost play like a, you know, a middle-of-the-field 5'8 at times. And because of his footwork too, I mean, he can he can wrong foot forwards and get through the line. We've seen that happen a number of times before. I think he's a smoky for the the uh, Clive Churchill medal. Hey, he could very well be. He's uh, he's for a long time he's been very underrated. I've always been a fan a fan of him. Um, just with the way he plays the game too. Yeah, but he, he knows his strengths. He knows his weaknesses, and he knows how to play according to those two um, areas of his game, very, very strong defender and love his line running. Uh, You watch him running the ball, you know, the lines that he runs, and it's very similar to when Luke Lewis first shifted to the second row. Mm -hmm. He's got that step at the line, but he runs a very very strong committed line when he does stick to it. Um, And he knows when to go on that straight line. He knows when to angle it back in, knows when to go in the opposite direction towards the sideline. Um, and, yeah, he got good hands too. Now, they, they haven't got Tavita Pangai Jr., which is a big blow. He's been really good for them. Um, and he, he gave them some size. And, he like, he just stepped right into the Panthers team. It's a shame he's leaving at the end of the year. But, uh, you know, they've got so much depth in the forwards. I don't think it's going to be too much of a loss. And there's been a little bit of talk about Adam Reynolds having a bit of an injury. 
I think it was a maybe a calf injury from memory, something like that. But there's a, the, apparently he's going to be fine. So we're seeing these two teams just about at their best, which is pretty cool. And it's kind of surprising when you look at this season, how it's all played out. It's been a weird year. I actually heard uh, Nathan Cleary talking about, he was asked about what it's like being in the bubble and how this is a weird grand final. And he was saying, well, last year we were properly in a bubble. Like we couldn't go anywhere or do anything. This time around, they're not so much in a bubble. They're just up in Queensland. So it's a, a little bit of a normal preparation for them. Whereas last year was kind of weird, you know? Yeah. Well, as normal as it can be being in Queensland. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. all know what Queensland's like. Yeah, exactly. Um, still a long way behind. Anyway, <laughs> um, I see today Mitch Kenny and Charlie Staines were the two omitted reserves for the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Um, and for South, Braden Burns and Jed Cartwright have been um, dropped from their squad. The uh, yep. the bench for both sides are both pretty good. Um, just looking at it, though, I, I'd have to think that, that uh, South have probably got just an edge you know, on the bench. And it's mainly because Tyrone May's on the Panthers bench. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, he, he's up against Benji in that role. Then you've got Scott Sorensen, Spencer Lenew, and Liam Martin, who will probably go into the starting lineup and replace Kikau. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bunnies have got Benji Marshall, Jacob Host, Thomas Burgess, Jaira. They've just got some some good middle forwards, so to speak, um, in there. And they can play a little bit wider too if they need to. I, I just think that there's – South are planning uh, – they're playing the long game with their bench. Yeah, and uh, they have to. They have to because we know that the Panthers are going to play 84 minutes. They're, they're, yeah. they're a weird machine like that. So um, it's going to be interesting if Thomas Burgess can really step up in this game. They kind of need him to. Joe Arrow has been pretty good in the final series. So I, I, I expect he'll be fine. The It's going to be interesting because with Benji Marshall on the bench, it – you know, it's almost a double-edged sword. Like, he can come on and and do creative things for you. But at the same time, it, like, I like having lots of forwards on the bench. And having Benji there, like, if they lose one or two forwards in this game, all of a sudden it, it's a real disaster carrying a half on the bench. And Benji does all right in, in defense, like, coming off the bench, but... It, it is a little bit of a gamble that they've been playing all year. It hasn't hurt them at any stage, really. No, it's um, it's it's a weird one. Like he's he did it a few times when he's at the West Tigers, um, <laughs> in both his stints. Yeah, filling at times during games at centre. Mm-hmm. Um, and while defensively he doesn't he doesn't make big hits, and sometimes he doesn't make um strong contact, but he doesn't. He doesn't misread hmm. his job. So his job – so he sees that he makes the right decision more often than not in defense, which is half the battle for a smaller guy. He, and he can make that first contact. Yeah. Um, when you're in the halves, you make that first contact. There's always, always going to be a forward hanging around somewhere nearby you 99% of the time. So you make the first contact and you try and wrap the ball up. The big man will come in and finish it off for you. But at center – it's 50-50. Yeah. You're going to be on your own an awful lot. So if Reynolds stays on the field and Walker stays on the field and they need Benji to come on, he will go into the into the uh, centres. And either Gagai or Graham, one of those two will move into the second row or they'll come off the field. Um, and so that will be the only possible weak point that – South might have, and the only way they'll make it a weak point is if they run a huge human at him. And it's got to be, they've got to be running towards the sideline at the same time. So they've got Benji drifting to the, towards the sideline. Mm-hmm. So they hit his, they hit his, either his inside or his outside shoulder. So they step back inside, hit his inside shoulder. He won't have a fucking buckley's chance of stopping him. Or they go, keep going through and try and get his outside shoulder and hope they've got enough power to stay in the field of play and get across the line. Because obviously, 
momentum is going to be pushing you towards the sideline, but that's your only chances there. But it has to be a bigger human than him and a considerably bigger one. So either Martin or kick out. And like we said, when they signed him at the start of the year, he's the perfect player to have in case Reynolds gets injured. Cody Walker doesn't generally get injured, but Reynolds can get injured. And like if Reynolds cops an injury, there is no one in the world I'd rather have than Benji Marshall. Just with all his experience, he's not going to be overawed by the occasion. And uh, so it's like that's the double-edged sword of it, you know. It it can be fantastic for them, but at the same time, it can be less than ideal if things go wrong for them the other way. I think to the, the main reason why they're going there is probably not because of Reynolds, but because of um, Blake Ta- is it Taff Taffy at fullback, <laughs> young young bloke there. Yes. If he's, if he's struggling, Bennett can take him off the field and say, you know what, let's get him off before things get bad. You can put Gagai or Johnson at fullback, mm-hmm. and Benji can go in at centre. It's not too disruptive. It's not weakening the side that much. Uh, attack-wise, it's still very strong. Yeah. Just defensively, the cohesion will be out of smidge. Um, so that'll be the only weak point out of it. But that's probably the main reason that uh, Benji's there is maybe to cover that sort of a, a situation, I think, more than Reynolds. Um, I, I think Reynolds should be fine. I wouldn't be surprised if they bring him off 10 minutes before, 10, 15 minutes before halftime and bring him on for the last half hour of the game. So Benji gets 25 minutes in the middle of the match. You know, it like looking at these two teams, if it comes to random injuries in this game, I feel as though Souths are a little bit more of a fragile lineup in that sense that uh, the Panthers, I feel as though you can slot one person out, put in another person. Um, really, the only player that's probably completely indispensable is Nathan Cleary. Whereas I think losing Adam Reynolds, that's that would be a pretty big blow. Losing Cody Walker, I think it'd be a big blow. Um, I just think that there's a little bit more versatility in the Panthers' side, and and I think it comes from players like Yo, uh, Kirk Capewell as well. Um, not a big fan of him, but Tyrone May does have the ability to play a, a few different positions. So, um, you know, that's another thing to think about. Yeah, that's right. Um, another big thing is going to be Coruscant. Yes. Uh, he needs to lift his game quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, he's been, oh, I'll be kind, he's been coasting a bit through the finals. And it's a large reason why Penrith have struggled to score points. Is He's not really getting the forwards on the front foot too much. He needs to lift that. If, if, if Penrith are to, you know, one thing that they rely on a lot, He's scoring first, mm-hmm. and if if he's on the on his game, that's very likely to happen. Um, so, yeah, I'd I'd like to see him be a lot more involved, run from dummy half a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, just sort of lead from the front, try and get his forwards on the front foot, and once they're on the front foot, do a few scoots from dummy half to try and keep that momentum going forward. You, everyone knows if you're if you're playing. Any sort of any sort of footy. If you're running backwards, you're you're burning gas a lot quicker. Yeah. So that's what you, that's what Penrith have been good at in the last two years is just keeping their opposition's defence constantly on the back foot. It's how you gas other teams real fast. And with the stupid rules we've got in place at the moment, that's it's it's worth twice as much. Yeah, one hundred percent. And like even in the last game against the Storm, once the Panthers were really on the front foot. And he started to run from dummy half. He needs to do that in the first half. He needs to start getting his South pack second-guessing what's going on. Because he does have the ability to break the game open. Um, and, and if he can start to pull apart the the ruck area for Souths, it's just going to open up absolutely everything else. Because that's what Damian Cook is going to do. And Damian Cook's probably going to do it better than Happy Coruscant is. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And because he's so fast, he's able to do that at the drop of a hat and just change things straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the, the other big thing, I mean, we've touched on it already, but the back three for both sides, mm-hmm. it's 
it shows how important it is to get the kicking game right. Um, because Cleary's, I'd say, argue, not even arguably, he's got the best kicking game in the competition. Yeah. So he alone was pretty much helping keep Penrith in that game the fir- in the first week by making sure that Paulo, Taff, and Johnson didn't get to make too many free meters from, you know, poor general play kicks. So, you know, yeah. they, they all had just over 100 metres per game, which is, mm-hmm. I mean, that's 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 a good standard performance. And you compare it with what Penrith had, and you had Tuo had nearly 250 metres, Dylan Edwards almost 200 metres, and Crichton almost 150 metres. Mm-hmm. Just shows the slight difference and just how um, Cleary is just slightly better with his kicking game than Reynolds was in that match. Mm-hmm. And it just came down to... Um, you know, other other aspects of the game which allowed South to get over the line in that one. But I think Cleary's, Cleary's kicking game hasn't gone backwards. It hasn't got worse or anything like that. It's only gone from strength to strength since then. So it's going to be a big ask for South to start each set on the right foot. Yeah, and, like, that's half of, of the Panthers' game. You get teams just for the entire game, they're coming out of their own half because it's off the back of a good good set of six, a good kick, and a good kick chase. And they frustrate teams really badly doing that. Um, you know, I Alex Johnson is a natural try scorer. Like, if there's a 10% chance of there being a try, he's scored it already. So <laughs> there's that. Dane Gagai's been around for forever. He's, he's used to big occasions. I'm a big fan of Campbell Graham as well. He's a big, strong centre, and he just gets the job done. Like, like I'm, a, I really like him as a player. And, uh, but yeah, that like the only Panthers back that I worry about is Paul Momorowski because he had a shocker in that game against South in the first week of the finals. Yeah. Um. I, you know, he, it's probably his worst game in a Panthers jersey that I've ever seen him play. So. Hopefully he doesn't play like that because he really cost the Panthers a couple of times in that game. Yeah, he's um, it, it, uh, it's hard too because he hasn't actually had a chance yet anywhere that he's played to have even five or six games in a row where he's just in the same position. Yeah, you know he's been moved wing, centre, a bit of fullback, and, you know, and all over the shop. Um, and it's odd that Crichton's been placed on the wing for this one. I, I thought if he's not fullback, then I'd have him at centre. He just seemed to be a lot more comfortable there. Um, mm. I don't but know, maybe, maybe he's swap. just... Like hey. they, they do seem to swap back and forth between the two. And it, yeah. it's, it's really weird how they do that. I don't know how they do that and, I don't know, keep their continuity as a defence and an attack. It's but they're somehow managing to make it work to a certain extent. Obviously, Crichton's got the ability to to break the game open, and the way he's been running the ball in the last month, he, he just looks like a nightmare. Um, but, yeah, it's – it's I don't know. For me, it un, sits uneasy for me as well because I'm like you. I kind of would rather have my centre that is 100% my centre and my winger who is 100% my winger. Yeah, it just seems odd. I can understand um, the apprehension about having Staines there. His mm-hmm. his hands can be a little Joel Reddy-ish at times. Yeah, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna dive right into the Joel Reddy. That's that's a pretty nasty call. Just a, just a hint of it. Yeah, just a touch. Just a touch. Just, not, not, just like not a lot. Just just like it brings up the memory of like, oh man, remember him. Exactly. Just go. Oh, there's there's that aroma. I've seen this before, <laughs> on an immensely larger scale. <laughs> so, who do you think is the most important player for both teams? Ooh. All right. I think the most important player for for Penrith in this game mm-hmm. is going to be Luai. Not because I think he's the best player, but because Everyone is going to be targeting Cleary and his kicking game. Luai needs to be on his fucking A game here because 
he needs to take over and some of these duties every now and then to keep that defence honest. Because if Cleary's been forced to make all the general play kicks um, and all the, make all the plays that matter, the defence will just hammer him. And next thing you know, Penrith's got no, no attack to, to, you know, to try and score points on the back of. So mm-hmm. Luai needs to be helping out with those duties from the fucking first minute so that the defence goes, oh, okay, they're both doing the jobs at the moment. We can't just pound Cleary all game. We need to be spread out and keep our eyes on both of them. And by doing that, you keep it all one-on-one everywhere, which means opportunities are going to be a lot easier to create that way. Um, so Luai needs to get into the game early. Too often he's waiting for the game to come to him a little bit or he, he starts to inject himself into the game after 20, 30 minutes or so. He, he can't do that in this game. No, and I would say to him, run. Get the ball and run. Run, 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 run. Yeah. That's what I'd be telling him because that's the last thing Sass want is him running and then Nathan Cleary running as well because Cleary, he picks and chooses when to run really well. He's fantastic yeah. at that. Uh, Jerome Luai just needs to get that ball and run as hard as he can at the line because that's when he creates opportunities for everyone else. Yeah, and when he's running the ball, I mean, fuck, he needs to have a person on his left and one on his right running with him. Mm-hmm. A kick out, fucking run with him, man. Have your centre on the other side of him. Just have that option either side. Run with him, just trail him. You don't have to run right beside him, just trail behind him. So if he tries to get an offload away, he can see two teammates behind him. You know, it just keeps the defence honest. And mm-hmm. if anything, if you've got Kikau running along beside Luai, that defence is going to stop sliding. It's going to stand still to try and brace for impact. And you've got stationary defenders. You've got opportunities to score. So that's too what... often you see Luai fucking running. Kikau's just standing around waiting for something. You're going, man, fucking move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. And look, that's why I think Kikau is the key for Penrith. If he turns up... It, there's games where you see him turn up and it's it's just unfair. It's over. Yeah. And, like, so he has that ability against any team. Um, if, he, if he waits for the game to come to him, it's going to be a problem for Penrith. But if he's just – if he has one of those games, they're going to be really, really hard to beat. Um, obviously, Cleary, we, we know how important he is and, and Luai, you've said that. But for, for me, it's – He's almost the canary in the coal mine, Viliami Kikau, in that uh, if if he is on and he plays a good 80 minutes, um, Souths are going to be in all sorts of trouble. Um, what about for South Sydney? Who's their their key player? Yeah, Souths I find is a little bit tricky, but I think for them it's Damian Cook. Yeah, that's who I would have said. Um, I... He's very hard to contain, even when he's just having a an average sort of a game. And I don't think he's going to have an average game here. Uh, you know, the, a lot of the play is going to be run through him. And because he's because he's so fast, he can get round a lazy defender at, at marker real quick. Um, and then he's just got two very, very good halves either side of him to distribute to. And if they start a bit of broken field play, as we've seen all year, once South get into a bit of broken field running, they're going to score more often than not. And Penrith need to be tight as hell from the first second to the last in the you know at marker, both of them, um, if they're going to try and keep keep Cook quiet. And he'll he's always looking for that opportunity, and he always finds it. He doesn't stop thinking that guy. He doesn't stop looking. He doesn't stop probing and and trying to find that gap. Um, it, it's going to be a uh, a big one, and you get towards the back end of the halves when Burgess comes on, mm-hmm. having him running off Cook. That's just a massive worry. Um, and Especially Benji's close to the line. Yeah, and and Benji, uh, since being a, a bench utility player, when he comes on and he's still got the other playmakers on the field, he's become really really good at hanging around. The, the ball carrier and getting the offload or hanging around for a straight pass and, uh, you know, setting it up for someone else to try and keep everyone on the front foot. He's really played that role well. Um, yep. And so if Cook gets a ball away and it's either Benji or it's Burgess um, behind him, 
there's going to be more meters. There's going to be more opportunity to come. They're going to stretch the defense somewhere, and they're going to be up against a um, broken defensive line. There's a fair chance they're going to score. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a big thing what, what Cook's got to, you know, the role that he's got to play. It, it, a lot of the team's attack is going to run off that. He's the one, he is the player that I will be most scared of in this game. Um, I, You know, the if you're like, I, I called Liliami kick out of the Canary and the coal mine for uh, the Panthers. I think for the Souths, it's Mark Nichols. Uh, like he has come on so much in the last two seasons where he, he looked like a handy player at the start of last year. You thought, oh, you know, not a, not, not too bad of a player. And now he's a really, really good forward. So if he has a big game right from the get-go, I think that that's going to be a really good sign for Souths because their forwards are going to be under a tremendous amount of pressure in this match. So they they really need to stand up because I think that the Panthers have the – and we've seen it the last, you know, couple of weeks with the Panthers. They destroyed the the Eels and then they destroyed the Storm, and they're two bloody good forward packs. So yeah. it, they've got that ability in them. Two very um, different forward packs too, and they still managed to, uh, to to do the same sort of job on both of them, which is yeah. impressive. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely going to be interesting. But, yeah, the forwards battle is, uh, you know, it's amazing to think that we're talking about what could be two of the best uh, attacking teams in the competition and how most of their gameplay is going to be defense-based. Yeah, In exactly. a season that we've had like this one. Yeah, and, and look, the, this is why this game's so interesting because you know that Souths have the ability to rack up a big scoreline. But the biggest scoreline that was racked up between these two teams was racked up by Penrith earlier in the year. And then you think, well, the Panthers' defense is fantastic. But the last time t- these two teams met, Souths won. It's just such a, a crazy matchup like that. Like, you can't put a line between these two teams. It's not like Parramatta where the Panthers kind of had the wood on them. And, you know, there's plenty of matchups that have been like that. But uh, this one, there's just – it's it's so amazing. Like it's going to make for such a great grand final. Yeah. It's uh, there's so much uncertainty in it. So that's the beauty of it all. So, okay. Who do you think is going to win? And what type of game do you think it's going to be? Um, so I got asked this in a tweet earlier today. And I said, my head, my head says Penrith's going to win. My heart says, Benji wants Benji should win. My soul says I can't see South winning. I can't have that. I cannot have South win. Why so not? I'm, just can't, man. <laughs> it's um, South fans will say when when South are going good, rugby league's going good. I say bullshit to that. <laughs> I remember 2014. Tigers were shit. I didn't have a good year, so no. <laughs> That's all. Every time South are going good, my team's not. So no, not buying that. Yeah, but come, um, on, come on now. <laughs> when everyone's going good, your team's usually not going good. That's right. So I'm not buying that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I'm not, not going there. Um, I'd love to see – I got because I think he deserves but I'd, I'd love to see Benji walk out with a premiership, uh, you know, in his last game, if, mm-hmm. if, that's what it chooses, if that's what he chooses to do. But I think – I think Penrith – are going to be too good defensively to get it done. This will be another strong sort of defensive game, but I think it'll be it'll be kind of like the Storm versus Penrith game last week, but only for about the first, say, 65 minutes. And then I think we'll start seeing a few points being scored to the back half of the game because I just think um, South and Penrith have got too many options to throw at one another. One of them will crack somewhere, and once that happens, the defensive aspect of the game will will take a bit of a back seat while the others, well, you know, while each side starts trading points to try and you know regain the lead, that sort of thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's a uh, like 
22-18 type scoreline by full time, something like that, and most of the points scored in the last 15, 20 minutes. Okay, that's interesting. I I think, uh, obviously, I think Panthers are going to win, I and a lot of it is to do with the fact that, you know, last year they went in against the Storm on a winning streak. They gave up 10 points pretty much immediately with penalties, a penalty try, all sorts of terrible, you know, penalties they gave away. And I, I think that you saw against the Storm that they had learned from that and that they didn't want to let that happen again. Like when the occasion came and they had to play the Storm, they just weren't going to let that happen again. And I think that they will take that into this grand final thinking we had a really bad start last year. We're not going to let that happen again. Um, We don't know how many times we're going to be here. You just have to look across the field at Benji Marshall and see that even one of the greatest players of all time, this is his second grand final. So, you know, and and this is a very young team. Um, They say that when we were growing up, they always used to say had to lose grand final to win one. Um, So that's kind of in play here as well. Yeah. As a former Balmain fan, I call bullshit on that too. <laughs> you, just, you just think of all of the cliches of bullshit. <laughs> and basically, I was, thinking, I was thinking that not in 89. Yeah, that didn't work. Basically, any lessons about winning football games, you just think of bullshit. Yeah, the, the Tigers have shit on all of them. <laughs> so I love them. They defy the rules. They're rebels. The, uh, the, uh, and yeah, it's a, look, it's, this Panthers defense is unbelievable. I just, I'm in absolute awe of it. And Souths have an incredible attacking side, but I just think it's going to be so difficult to crack this Panthers team with everything that they've got behind them. This last 18 months, it's been an incredible journey. Um, I'm not nervous about the game yet, but I will be eventually. But yeah, I think, I think Penrith are going to win it. Um, and I just think that they're they're going to have a little bit more desperation than South in some on some level. Now I've got a question for you. Mm. Right, last year when you when the Panthers got to the grand final, yeah, I'm pretty sure you were saying something things along the lines of you know what I'm not too fussed if they win or lose. Getting there is a hell of an achievement on its own, given how young the side was. Yeah. Obviously, that mentality changes now, but do you feel that there's a expectation that Penrith should win now that they've had that experience? Yeah, I do. I do because, you know, that – and you saw in the grand final what experience was. You know, yeah. that last year's grand final was an incredible lesson in what experience is worth in the grand final. Um and if if the Panthers weren't the sort of team that seemed to learn their lessons, I would be a lot more worried going into this one. But they seem to be a team that does take things on board. So I, I just find it hard to imagine that they will drop their bundle in the grand final again. And as for, like, just being happy to be there... I. I am really, really happy to be here. And like, I'm just not, I can't believe I've got a footy team that's good. I, I'm still in that sort of mentality, but I want this one. Yeah. If if they don't win, will you be like a lot of other fans and just be an absolute Debbie Downer on social media? <laughs> no. No, it's going to get you. To, I was going to get you to promise and everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it would be a really big blow to them, um, because well, they You wouldn't say that their premiership window shut though. They're still too young no, to side. No, and look, that's one of the things between these two teams. This, it, even the biggest optimist for South would say, look, we're losing our halfback, we're losing our coach. It's fair to say that if their premiership window doesn't shut after this game, that it, they're going to have to kick the door back down to get back into it. Yeah. Whereas Penrith, 
um, even with the players that they are losing, and they're not losing anyone that I think is make or break for the side. But look, three, four years, that's it, it, still, it would take something pretty bloody dramatic within the next three or four years to say that the Panthers weren't one of the premiership contenders in that time. So there is that, but, um, you know, how many times have we seen in our lifetimes a young team make a, a grand final, lose, and then a few years later actually come back and win it? Like, the Cowboys kind of did it. Yeah. I can't it's, think of anyone else, to be honest with you. It's not something that happens a great deal. Maybe the... The Canberra Raiders. Yeah. You know, they they lost they lost their first grand final. Yeah. Well they weren't I don't think they were as young a side as this um Panther side is. Yeah. They definitely had a lot more experience. Yeah, yeah. because uh, a lot of that Raiders side in eighty seven came from the uh the very strong Brisbane comp at that time. That that Brisbane comp was as strong as the Sydney one. Easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, people can debate it if they want, but I mean, essentially, that that much smaller Brisbane comp pretty much created the Broncos, stocked up most of the Canberra Raiders, the and the Gold Coast Seagulls. Mm-hmm. Three teams to come from one small comp. It didn't have as many teams either. Pretty impressive. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. It, it's a it's a tough one. There hasn't been too many teams um, like this Panther side, as young as this Panther side is, and as quickly as successful as them either. Uh, they're they're hard to it's hard to place them against other teams in the past. You know that they could. The only team I can think of that's had this sort of feeling about them was the Parramatta Eels in the early two thousands, and they did nothing. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope that doesn't happen then. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> well, it made back-to-back grand finals, so that's something the Eels couldn't do. Very true, very true. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's an in- interesting one. It's going to be a fascinating, um, fascinating contest, that's for sure. It really will. Are we uh, we going to do a podcast after the game? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know what state I will be in, win, lose, or draw. Drunk. I plan on drinking. Yep. I won't get I won't get blasted because I want to remember the game. But uh, it, I tell you uh, what, just mm-hmm. just have just have like three or four during the game, mm-hmm. right? And save maybe a carton of any sort of alcohol you're going to get, <laughs> enough to make you pass out, right? <laughs> yeah. And after the game. If you lose, I'll wait half an hour so you can try and sink as much of that carton as possible. Jesus. And then we'll press record. Oh, jeez. And I'll just say Matt Elliott, and then I'll just get you to go nuts. And just go crazy. I'll just sit back. And, I think, uh, yeah. And if they win, yep. um, you'll have already drank the whole thing by then anyway. <laughs> Same plan, basically. Oh, um, I think that uh, if anything, I'll probably be absolutely exhausted unless Panthers, because I was thinking about this last night. I was thinking like I'm, I'm expecting a tense contest where the game is a bit back and forth and things like that. And I've, I've sort of steeled myself for if the, the Rabbitohs win, I've steeled myself for, if it's a close game and we lose and things like that. And I thought, what would it be like if like it was just a runaway win to the Panthers? What would it be like if you go into halftime and it's like 28 nil? What would that feel like? And how would you react to it? Because the second half, like I will be like messaging people and texting people saying we've won it, you know? And, there won't be this moment like last week's game. It wasn't until the full time whistle was bone and it was 80 minutes and the players were literally starting to walk off the field where I was like, Oh my God, we won it. Right. Yeah. But it, what would it be like if to win a premiership and it's like 
it's kind of over at half time either way you know um that would be kind of weird and if that's the case like i don't know i was just thinking about all of the different scenarios because i'm going through it in my head you know i feel like that you don't win a grand final unless you've got this moment of like it's the last 30 seconds they've got to score 10 points they can't do it yeah that's right you you know what was it like for the Manly fans when they smashed the storm that year by a record scoreline? Like the well, they're basically just so waiting much. for they're just basically waiting for Steve Menzies to score a try. Yeah, yeah. I like, got it. Like, oh, now it's complete. Yeah, yeah. So, like, even in two thousand and three, the game was close enough that it wasn't over until really late in the piece, where it was like, oh my god, we we've got this one, you know. Yeah. What would it be like to be thinking at halftime, like, well, this is done and dusted. <laughs> It'd be strange. And there's a chance that could happen. I don't think it's very strong, but there is a chance. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I'd i be shocked if any, it was like that either way. Because that's the thing for me is there's been too many games already in this final series that have been low scoring and close. Mm-hmm. There's got to be another blowout somewhere. <laughs> I, know. I, worry about, I worry about that. Well, the the final started with blowouts, and then all of a sudden it was like if you could score a try and kick a goal, you, you probably were close to winning the game. So, um, it man, back. It, it's it, it's cool. It's cool to be it's cool to to be part of this. Like it's just so cool. I I don't take any of this for granted. I think about following this team in two thousand and one when we were we were really bad. And you could see little bits and pieces of good players coming into the team and they were young. And then we, you know, we won the premiership. We had a couple of good years and then it would just fell apart. The club fell apart and it slowly built itself back together. And this is what I always hoped that the Panthers would be, a, a team that the junior base was just powering everything. The team is full of local juniors. Um you know, they're wearing a proper black Panthers jersey and it's just a team you can be proud of. And and I, I like win, lose or draw, I'm I'm really just happy to be a Panthers fan right now. I don't think of I don't think I've ever felt like this being a Panthers fan before. It's incredible. And you know what else? Mm-hmm. Over the last thirty years the uh, West Tigers, Balmain and Western Suburbs all combined have appeared in one grand final in the last 12 months. You've witnessed, you have witnessed your team being two. Yeah. It's, cra- it's crazy. I, I'm, it's, I'm super it's lucky. I'm super lucky. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've seen, in that time, you've seen your team in four grand finals. Yeah. And like, I, I'm, I'm, I can I can't really remember 1990 much at all, right? Um but I remember the disappointment cuz I was only a kid. I remember the disappointment of us losing. And then in 91, I didn't actually watch the game. I remember I was I went uh with my dad and we were at Katai. And I remember going up to him and asking like, "Does he know we won the grand final?" And he said he thought Penrith had lost it. Um, yeah, he was probably, he wasn't a sport person. So he was probably thinking I was asking about the year before, right? When I get home, my mum's going in like just crazy because we'd won. And then you fast forward to 2003, which was just a magical, wouldn't change a single thing about that season. Got to get my grand final victory, uh, when I was old enough to appreciate it. And so I don't feel like I'm I'm longing for a grand final win, which is good, but just so happy and lucky to see this team and and be a part of of this I don't know this whole time in the Panthers' history because it could have been much worse. It could have could have been just you know becoming aware of rugby league in 1967 <laughs> when they were garbage for fucking. 20 odd years you know yeah. so they could they could have given matthew williams a 10-year contract extension oh he probably would have been 
he probably would have been good for them when they first joined the comp that were that bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. That would have gone down well. Yeah. He's sitting there reading tea leaves and everyone's going, can we go to the pub yet? <laughs> oh, they had some weird stuff too happening at the Panthers in, you know, in their early years. But, yeah, it's a good time to be Panthers fan. And I I do not take one single part of it for granted. I think that's why I'm so happy. I think that's why I'm like, I like. I think it's cool to be playing South in a grand final. That to me, that's like, oh my god, it's it's like playing, it's like playing against one of your heroes. We're playing against the team that Clive Churchill played for. It's so cool. It's uh, it's it's a pretty big thing. A lot of, yeah. as much as I'm, uh, I'm I'm not a South fan. Mm-hmm. I am a fan of the history of the game mm. and. There's no denying the fact that South have won more premierships than anybody else. Mm. So it feels like you have to yeah, – it, it, it'll feel more special if you go through and you win the grand final and you beat the most prolific premiership-winning team in the competition to do so. It yeah, just adds and, a little something extra there, I think. Yeah, and like taking nothing away from expansion clubs at all because I'm a huge fan of expansion. But I don't I, – and I can't put my finger on what it is, but this – feels a bit different than it would if you were playing, say, the Cowboys in the grand final or, you know, I, I don't know. There's there's just something about playing the South. It's, yeah, it's yeah. very, very cool. That's very That's good. Very... So it's, um, we're looking forward to this game. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be, be very interesting. Um, I have seen, too, just looking at the team list for this game. Mm-hmm. There have been a few little changes. Okay. I think I'm looking at the wrong one. Oh, no, I'm looking at the wrong one. Okay. I was going to say. That. I was going to say, oh, geez, what's happened? I was looking at the stats for the uh, the first finals game they played this year, and I was going, huh, when did that happen? <laughs> Click the link, you idiot. Um, Get the hell out of me for a second. Yeah. No, there's no. there's been no real changes there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it'll be an interesting game. Um, the media still thinks that there's some sort of feud between Cleary and Bennett that's, you know, three weeks old. Mm-hmm. Big feud, that. Um, traditional rivals, Penrith and South, you reckon? Uh, they're going to talk about some sort of rivalry. They're, they're surely they're going to wind something up. Yeah, I, I, I can't think of any reason why we'd be rivals for them. Um, none sure whatsoever. Did a Panthers fan push a South player or or a Panthers player push a South player, sorry, uh, sometime in 1980? I know in high school I knew somebody that nicked uh, one of the South players, uh, like one of those light training jackets that they had, and he wore it to school. So that's as close as I can come to it, there being any rivalry rivalry with Souths, you know. Hmm. It's it's almost far enough of a stretch to be workable. Well, it it's based on more than what the media is saying is between Bennett and Cleary. <laughs> that is very very true. <laughs> now, um, should we look at some stats? Yeah, yeah. Tell me some stats for the game. Right. Well, um, Penrith have never lost a game to South that's been played in October. Excellent. That's Penrith up one one nil thanks to last year. One nil. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What else can we do here? Uh, Sundays. What is? Have you got? Are you able to bring up what Penrith's record is in October overall? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Okay. I'm guessing it's. Man, they might have only lost once in October ever. Yes, that's correct. Mm-hmm. That's last year's grand final, obviously. Yep. yep. So they've played four games in October. Mm-hmm. Um, they won their first one in 2003 against the Roosters. They won their second one in 2020 against the Roosters. They won their third game in 2020 against South, and then they lost their last one against Melbourne. There you go. Okay. Big um, record there. Yep, this, this I'll take that. This will be the first finals game played in in outside of Sydney. Well, 
They've sorry, never, sorry, first October game played outside of Sydney. And they've never lost a grand final that's been played in Brisbane. That's true. <laughs> Can't argue with that. Um, what else? <laughs> let's, have, let's have a look at their finals record in Brisbane. One win, one loss. Okay. But they haven't played a Sydney team in Brisbane yet in the finals. Ooh. What else can we get going for them with the stats? <laughs> going goody. What else have we got here? Um, where are we there? That one. Let's see. Penrith will be coming to this game with a, a seven-day turnaround? Eight-day turnaround. Let's have a look. Yeah, at eight Penrith. days, yeah. Penrith's record with an eight-day turnaround. Uh, that's how it takes a bit. Here we go. Oh, not not great. Mm-hmm. They've lost three of their last four games with an eight-day turnaround. Okay. What about Souths with a nine-day turnaround? Let's have a look. Because that's a that's a pretty long time. Like they yeah. they would have liked those extra couple of days just to heal up some injury concerns they had. But that's that's a while. Okay, so that's a nine-day turnaround. Um, they've won their last five games. Oh, that's not good. With a nine-day turnaround. So did you for a loss. Mm. Possibly. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's not turned out well for Penrith there. No. Let's let's ignore that stat. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that one. <laughs> yeah, fuck that off. Um, <laughs> let's have a look at South's record in October, shall we? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, they too have had three wins and a loss. Okay, that's interesting. Yep. So they had a win in October in, in 2014 against the Bulldogs. These are that's a grand final, obviously. And then they beat the Knights and Parramatta both last year, and then lost to Penrith in the last game. Okay. What's the the record between Penrith and South just in their last, say, five games? Last five? Um, South, actually, South, have, South won, no, Penrith won five straight games before South won their last clash. Okay, okay. Um, trying to think of any other stats I can think of. Are you, are you able to tell us the average score line from those last five games? Yeah. Let's have a look here. So, from the last five? Yeah. Uh, Penrith, 26. South, 13. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting. Man, it's going to be such a good game. I cannot wait. Oh, yeah, it's going to be brilliant. Jeez, I can't believe it. (laughs) Well, have you got anything more to say about the grand final? No, that's it, mate. Yeah, I think I I, I can't think of anything else to say, too. Um. So where can people find both of us? They can find us, well, they can find you and me on Twitter, mm-hmm. Andrew RLP and League Freak. Mm-hmm. That's how you find us there. Um, we're both on Instagram. I don't really do much on, on there other than uh, take the piss out of Freaky's posts. <laughs> that, yeah, that is literally all you do. What the That's fuck? pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you want to see that banter, get on there and follow League Freak. You'll see my crap on there. Um other than that, you can follow the podcast on Twitter and LinkedIn at Virgo Freak Pod. We're on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, uh, MySpace. So check us out and follow us and subscribe and all those sort of things on all of those. Um, please also make sure you give us a five-star rating and a review on your podcast listening app. We haven't had any for a while, so get on there and do that. That would be fantastic. And uh, make sure you head over to our website where you can leave us a comment, Freaky. Yeah, go to com. You can go there, 
Uh, leave us an email. We'll get back to you. We'll read them out. You know what we didn't do? We didn't read out all the questions from our Twitter followers. No, we, we can sh- leave that for when you're pissed after the grand final. But what if they ask questions about the grand final? Well, we'll just record another episode after this one. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> Fair I'm sorry, everyone. That's Andrew's fault. Yeah, blame me. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. All righty. Uh, we'll wrap this one up. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. And we'll catch you all next time. <laughs>